Every day, I am getting one step closer to having another healthy baby, and Caraway Home is helping me do that. Their ceramic, naturally slick surface cookware allows you to cook with minimal butter. Uh, they're very easy to clean, just a little warm water, you wipe it down. And the best part is, is that Caraway products are made without any toxic materials like BFASs, BTFEs, and a bunch of other things like I can't even pronounce. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, right now, visit Caraway wayhome.com slash TSFS to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive to my Sarah Fraser Show listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash TSFS or use code TSFS at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. It's time for you to see what all the fuss is about, read about their five-star reviews and why so many TSFS fans buy Caraway Home. Order now. I just had a fabulous listener email me and she said, Sarah, does Nutrafol work for men too? You better believe it. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement for men and women with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Hello, me included. Nutrafol changed my life post-baby and postpartum hair. Amazing. Also, a lot of women going through menopause say that Nutrafol works for them as well. And like I mentioned, it works for the fellas. Take the first step right now to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering my TSFS listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hair care stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code TSFS. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code TSFS. Tomorrow, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Ruben. Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tomorrow, only on Disney+. Plus. Oh, I'm so excited about today's podcast episode. Very famous producer Carlos King is here. Also, popular podcaster, Reality with the King. I love that show. He's here. I'm a little nervous, actually, about what to talk to him about. Because if you don't know him, he produced Real Housewives of Atlanta, New Jersey, many of the other Bravo shows. Started working at Bravo, launched his own production company, and now works actually for own for Oprah the Queen herself. Um, Also, I just wanted to give a few housekeeping notes. Normally on Tuesdays, I do do personal podcast episodes, but I've had a lot of guests recently. Um, You know, Miss Danielle was on the podcast yesterday, formerly Danny Starr from the radio show, Carlos King, before that April Jane from MILF Manor. I got Darcy and Stacy coming up in the next couple of weeks. But normally I do Tuesdays and I just talk about my personal life because you all have just ridden with me for so many years. So I love to tell you basically everything, including the color of my underwear. I'll be back next Tuesday. This, you know, a week from today, I'll have a whole personal update. In the meantime... Here is the great Carlos King. Well, Carlos King is here, everybody. Carlos King! Oh, my God. 
my God. Amazing, amazing producer. Years produced the fabulous Bravo shows, Real Housewives of Atlanta. You know him from Love and Marriage, Huntsville, D.C. with my girl, Monique Samuels and Chris Samuels. And I want exclusive. Now, I know them, but you know them better. So I want to know what is up with this divorce. This man, I mean, he works with Oprah on OWN. He has Nightcap with Carlos King. He broke into the first late night TV show with Oprah Winfrey. And I just admire you so much as a baby producer, little tiny baby producer here um, in in Hollywood. (laughs) So hi, Carlos King. I'm honored that you're here. I'm honored to be here. We're talking about Sarah Frazier and my David boy. So no, I'm so happy to be here. I was telling our mutual friend, David, that I love listening to the two of you banter and just talk shit. And it's just, it's super fun. So I'm honored to be on the Sarah Frazier show. You better believe it, honey. And we'll talk about your very successful podcast as well. Hey, speaking of that, you know, David and I, you might've heard our conversation. We talk about this often and I'm curious how you straddle this, but you know, Wendy Williams famously said, you're either of the people or you're of the industry. How do you, (laughs) you're like, she did. But what what she means by that is like you either got to trash these celebrities and really be real or you you become friends with these celebrities. And then, of course, you're very delicate about what they say you say about them, because I'm sure this has happened to you. But David and I have this happen all the time. We interview these reality stars and then they text us or their people text us and they say, why would you keep that in? I want this out of the interview, blah, blah, blah. All right. How do you do it, Carlos King? Like, what is your philosophy when it comes to talking about these reality stars and also working with them? Very good question. And I will say that Wendy Williams, who I know the three of us love, she's an icon. She's a legend. And I I miss her on television. And and my prayers is that she's taking care of herself and and being healthy Um, and, and happy. I do agree. I do agree. And I will say this. I'm in this very interesting place because I am in the industry, right? I am a current um, creative shows, executive producer. So I am somebody that has tons of relationships with talent, whether good or bad, (laughs) Uh, but I have relationships with them. And my podcast, Reality with the King, like you said earlier, is a hit because not only am I talking to my friends in the industry, but I get to give my audience the inside track on like how reality TV really works from my perspective. So my answer to you is I will always be of the people. And and hear me out when I say that. It doesn't negate my friendships with people in the business. If you know me, you know my heart. And the one thing I don't do is trash talk anybody for the sake of trash talking them. So I'll give you a good example, which is a really good example, actually. Okay. <laughs> we, we know what's happening with the Real Housewives of Potomac, right? I can't. I, this is on my list to ask you. Go on. Yeah, let's talk about it. Well, let's. Well, girl, let's go, go there. Go. Okay. So, uh, unless you've been living under a rock and a hard place, you know that Robin Dixon kept her. Um, issues with her now husband Juan away from the cameras, but instead decided to throw everybody else under the bus. I know Giselle. I know Robin. Me and Giselle are very, very cool. Me and Robin met once and um, we were so like fans of each other, Uh, but I'm closer to Giselle because I have her number. We follow each other and we kiki. 
I had to be honest about what I was watching on Potomac and dealing with this Robin situation. At that very moment, because it's a good question, here I am, friends with Giselle, friendly with Robin, love the, love the entire cast, love them, like, like yeah. love them, and they know that, and they love me. What's the point of me having this platform if I'm not going to be honest? And I will say this, I went into my recap of that situation, Sarah, saying to myself, if you're mad at my honesty, then be mad at my honesty, meaning meaning, meaning the, the cast of Atomic. My platform is to be honest. And if you know my heart, you know that I'm not demeaning you. I'm not talking about the way you look. I have a rule. I don't talk about women's looks in a negative way or anyone's looks in a negative way. I don't go to the low-hanging fruit. I keep it to what we're all watching for those 42 minutes in an episode. And my device and advice to people in my position is at the end of the day, the Potomac Housewives is not subscribing to my podcast as the only people. I have thousands and millions of downloads and, and subscribers because of the people. So I have to give to the people, but also be honest. But my thing, and I would love to get your opinion, I don't trash talk um, people in a demeaning way. And that's how I'm able to sort of like, you know, ride that fence a little bit. I, you know, I try, but then, you know, like we talked about our friend David Yontif, we do this podcast together every week. It's like, I get so caught up and this is my problem too. I'm my grandmother's daughter. My grandmother used to drive around Maine and gossip about everybody. I talk so much shit. You know, I forget we're being recorded that I talk all this shit about people. So I, <laughs> I got to get to your level. Um, I try to remember too, It I give every single person on reality TV so much credit. And you know this yes. better than anyone. You, they are opening up their lives and their marriages. And you're, we're only seeing a small edit of what we want the producers and the most entertaining things. So I try to give them a lot of grace. Um, I probably open my, I probably talk too much shit, but, um, but I, I'm. But you don't too. hit below the belt. Oh, good. Okay, I, I, I try not to either. I try not to either. But it's hard because I do get myself in trouble. I've talked about this, like Ashley Darby. You know, I had Candace on my podcast a couple of years ago. We sort of went in on. You know, that remember when when Candace like you know came after her while she was like giving like birth. You know, and so. Ashley came to me and she said, look, I feel like you kind of piled on that, that you, and it, it's, it's so hard. Cause I like Ashley and Candace so much both in real life. And I don't know, Ugh, Carlos, I fucking hate when people confront me. I'm like, I don't yeah, know, bitch. I, I just like, talk shit. I don't know. Yeah. And, 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 and I disagree with Ashley. Listen, what another cast member says about you to me on my podcast if I find it funny, I'm going to laugh because I'm, I'm a human being with, with a funny bone. Um, I listen to you, Sarah, and I listen to you with David. You don't double down on it and say, yeah, girl, because you that's not your philosophy. And I think the problem is these reality stars and celebrities, not just reality stars, let me back that up a bit. Celebrities, a lot of them are very sensitive. And I... No, I, I knew going into my Potomac review that, okay, Giselle may be mad. Like she, but I kept saying to myself and my friends, because you need the people around you, Sarah, 
my friends who I'm with on a daily basis, they said, I don't think any Potomac person should be mad that you, as Carlos King, gave them advice on how to save their show. And you were honest about their depiction of themselves on the show. How can you be mad at somebody in my position who's giving you advice at the same time critiquing your actions on the show? I will never disclose my personal conversations with my talent. I will never talk about things I may know about you personally. Um, I'm not going to go there because that to me just isn't fair. But if you display behavior on the show, bet you bagali wow, I'm talking about it. Well, and to recap, because you went viral last week with your comments about RHOP and Robin, and basically you just said, look, this is really not good for you guys in the sense that you are paid to bring all of your shit and your drama and the good and the bad. And here you did not do it. And Robin sat back, said she kind of waited for someone to bring it up. No one ever really did. Um, and you sort of told them all, like, if basically in so many words, if this cast doesn't get their shit together, there's not going to be a show because you guys are pointing figures, fingers and all this stupid storyline, which I've said numerous times about Chris, was so lame. I mean, it was like Chris didn't even slide into Ashley's DMs. It was an IG come through to the W. It was so dumb. I mean, you kind of, so have you heard from any of the women since then? I know it got picked up everywhere. Every news outlet from the post, everybody was talking about it. Have you heard from any of the women? I haven't. I haven't, nor did I expect to, um, because I know that celebrities, especially reality stars, are sensitive. And I was told through someone in the industry, Miss Sarah Frazier, that when it comes to you, though, Carlos, you have a wide reach of an audience. And what you say, people hang on to because of your establishment in the business. So someone else could say the exact same thing. And they're like, whatever, right? But I was told this during the Potomac recap that went viral, um, Sarah, that the difference is when you say it, they they felt, and this wasn't confirmed, they felt that the cast may be mad because not what I said is the fact that it's 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 me saying it. So no, I haven't heard from them and I did not expect to hear from them. And I know this much. Um if they are mad, they won't be for too long. Because yeah, you just you because at some point you get over it. Yes. And and you have to know the person's heart and soul. And I love the show. I'm a fan of the show, but the show is in deep trouble unless they get back on track of giving us a good story. Because look at me interviewing you. Because <laughs> I want to hear yeah. from you. What were your thoughts on this this current season of Potomac? Um well, I, I really hated it when it started out because I just thought the Chris Bassett stuff was such shit. I was like, oh, my God, give me a break. And then this foolishness of the bar where Ashley's friend there thought that, she, you know, Chris was being inappropriate and just – it was so dumb. I – 
you know, I have said this. I have a complete bias for RHOP because you know this. You're the only other producer ever able to do a successful reality show in D.C. D.C. is a very funny market. I was there for 15 years. It gave me my wonderful following on the radio. But it's a very... People don't want to air their shit in D.C., like not in ways that they do in other cities. You know, I love Atlanta, like even Los Angeles, right? Everyone wants to be on television here. But D.C. is a funny town. So I have such a bias for them. I liked this season a lot of RHOP just because I love Sharice being back. I thought Sharice came back with a vengeance um, after Karen. But no, it's always bothered me about Giselle and Robin. It's like, guys, why, you have to give us more than just stirring up shit about everybody else. Like Giselle, I'm, I'm always irritated with Giselle. Like, let's see your full dating life. Let's see all the good, the bad, the bad dates. But she's very coy about who she's with. And I'm like, no, I, this was pretty shocking to me. And I'm curious to ask you again, as a producer, what would you do to save this? Because, you know, what would you do? It's funny because what I said to them was, <clears throat> if I was producing the show, um, this was in my response to the question, should Robin get fired? And I said, no, I don't think Robin should be fired. I think if it was my show, I would fly down to Baltimore because they said she lives in Baltimore. And I would have a meeting with her and Juan. And if Juan said, I didn't sign on to do this show, then I would say, okay, Robin, we need to really maybe let you go because you and Juan are a package deal. Um, at the end of the day, we met Robin with Juan season one. And although the husbands don't get paid to be on Housewives, and that, that will always be a dicey subject matter, you guys are married. And we want to see the full life of that marriage, at least giving us some context in what you're going through. So I would say for Tommy, by making sure Robin and Juan gave that story that people are talking about. And look, Robin, you should be thanking people like me and Sarah Frazier because you are now the star of the show. Yes. And you're the, <laughs> so like cry me a river. I'm sorry. Let me let me back up a little bit, Sarah. Cry me a river. Oh my gosh. Everyone's talking about you. Use that as leverage. You should be thanking me. Thanking Sarah Frazier. Thanking everyone who's talking about you. You are now the most most um search Reality start on TikTok, I checked. Um, and you are now becoming the face of Potomac. Take that and run with it. It's, it's not like you are under investigation for a crime. You lied. Well, not even lied. You did not reveal Withheld, something yeah. to a the major, world. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, girl, please, if you're mad, you need to get out of reality. So anyways... Back to the current subject matter. I would change the way the women operate. I feel like they are coasting. They're on autopilot. And a lot of that, unfortunately, Sarah Frazier, has to do with the OGs teaching the newer crop of women, meaning Wendy, Candace, and Mia. Well, this is how things are done in Potomac. And this, this is how we do it on this show. And that's why I said, I think Wendy... Me and Candace are like, we want to give more, but that's not the nature of the show. All right, quick pause to thank some of our sponsors. 
I love Dr. McGee. Right now, he's giving away a free consultation. Have you been thinking about doing a plastic surgery procedure in your life? By the way, plastic surgery is not about making you look like somebody else. It's just about making you look and feel your best self. Lots of times when we work out, there's just body fat, um, you know, Ladies, you've had boo, you know, you've had kids and breastfeeding. Your boobs really do deflate. Like I didn't believe that till I had my son. So we want to, I want to introduce you personally to Dr. McGee. He's a top board certified board certified plastic surgeon in Bethesda, Maryland. He's taking on new clients. He's seen patients all across the world. Cosmeticplastics.com. You can see his work. All new patients get 10% off when you mention the Sarah Fraser show. But if you would like a free consultation, if you've been a little nervous about it, if you want to know the pricing, do you want to know all the details, I would love to introduce you to Dr. McGee personally. By the way, I, in looking for IVF doctors, this is like a little tangent, it really annoys me when you can't just like get in touch with a doctor. I want to speak to the doctor themselves. I want to know all of my options. Am I a good candidate? Well, Dr. McGee is just cutting all the red tape and you can go to him directly. Email the Sarah Frazier show at gmail.com. I'll introduce you and you can actually speak to the doctor for a free consultation and find out more. The Sarah Frazier show at gmail.com. Okay, well, that sounds right there like kind of a dilemma that production has behind the scenes. You know, it's kind of like, do some of the OGs need to be gone? And we shake this One up. One of and- them do. Oh, you want you want Karen gone? You're, you've uh, oh no! No! <laughs> no! I told you, see, I don't, I talk shit. I see. Hey, I'm, Sarah. <laughs> and I Look, love, Sarah. I love the Karen. headline. Carlos Kegel's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. New York Post. Oh, I'm sending this baby right after. Clip, clip. <laughs> Done. <laughs> oh my god. No, Sarah Fraser, I do not want Karen gone. I said this on my podcast. I. How about getting up to five hours of your life back when you sign up for Hungry Root meal prep and delivery service? I'm obsessed. I have ta- I've tried a lot of meal prep boxes. This is one of my favorites. In fact, I actually emailed the client to see if I can get like a year's supply. <laughs> They're like, Sarah, use your own damn code. Anyway. Right now, I want you to go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS because you are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. The average Hungry Root customer saves five hours a week. Ah! That was us. On top of that, um, you can pick from vegetarian, keto, meat, anything that you like. Right now, Hungry Root is offering TSFS listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. As I mentioned, just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS to get 40% off your first delivery and get those free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Also, don't forget to use my link so Hungry Root knows who sent you. Yeah. I call him the Nozempic Ben-on-Ozempic doctor. I'm talking about Dr. Applin and his wife who founded My Optimal Body. I am so happy about this. These are the first mindful eating-based doctors I have ever partnered with. They see patients nationwide, and they are seeing more patients who have been on Ozempic, and Ozempic has failed for them. What makes My Optimal Body so unique, and why am I endorsing them? It's because Dr. Applin actually looks at food additives, your, your addiction to food, 
include your mental health. They do a whole look at you, including your gut health. Many of Dr. Applin's patients are working out, restricting their diets, and still gaining weight. Why is that? Because something's going on in your body and with your mind. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Be sure to tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment, plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. Again, that's MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. I think it's time for Ashley to step down as a friend. I think she needs to be a friend. Um, I got to be honest, and I would love to get your opinion. I was always here for the Ashley and Michael Darby story. Oh, me too. I, I, I ne- as a reality producer, I never saw anything like it. Michael Darby is so interesting and 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 just, I'll just say interesting. Oh, I've met, and I, I love was- Michael. I've met Michael in real life. And there's something, I don't even know how to describe it. I know exactly what you're talking about. He, I, I don't know, he doesn't care. I love, he's in his 60s. I mean, he drinks like a fish. I mean, I would say this to his face. So here we go, here we go. You know, but I mean, he just, I don't think he gives a shit about soliciting people for sex, whether he's on TV or he's not. And she's, I'm not repeating anything she hasn't said. She's been on my show. She said they've had threesomes. She said this on the show. They're very open about that. I mean, he never cared whether there was a camera there or not. You know, I mean, that's interesting. That's, as you know, that's rare, right? Usually people have a lot of self-awareness once they're being filmed, but- I love that about Michael. I, I I did too. And my point is, without Michael, I'm not interested in Ashley's story. Uh, Michael was Ashley's story. And think about it. He wasn't on this entire season, and Ashley had nothing to do but to meddle in everyone else's business. And the part that got me the most, Sarah, that I was like, Ashley, it's time for you to go, was this glee that she had in the finale walking up to Chris Bassett. And it made me angry because you're playing with this man's reputation. And I'm really big on just don't lie on people. Just don't. And 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 when he's, and I'm going to fast forward a bit, but when he said at the reunion, the promos we watched, you know, how he lost business and customers and clients at the expense of you guys making up a story, like that's when reality TV gets weird. Like this man's livelihood is in question because you guys thought it was funny to bring the PYT crew and have them talk about all of these alleged messages and looks he was giving. I thought it was such low class and tacky. I love it. I mean, say how you (laughs) No, you have to, you have been a long time. TV producer, you know the deal. Yeah, I didn't like it, Sarah. I didn't like it. I know. But you're right. Everybody is talking. So, boy, is this a moment for the women to turn it around. Okay, one last question about Potomac, then we'll move on, because I have a million things I want to ask you. Um, Like, if you were sitting down, like you would said about Robin and Juan, sitting down with the women, what would, if they were going to keep and bring everybody back, Let's just hit like Giselle. We've already talked about what Robin needs to bring. But like if you were going to keep Ashley, what do Giselle and Robin need to bring? Like what would you say to them? Like sit them down and say, okay, Giselle, next season I need what from you to stay? <clears throat> Giselle, next season I need for you to take off the producer hat. I enjoyed it. We all enjoyed it for the past couple of seasons. I call her Giselle Kobe Bryant because I think she's one of the greatest and, and the best. And, and I stand behind that. Uh, but I think she got comfortable being the producer of the show and not a cast member. 
And like any job, you have to um, not be demoted, but you have to be reprimanded for not living up to the expectations of what we're paying you. So I would tell Giselle to take off the producer hat and to really just focus on giving us what's happening in her life. She is apparently dating somebody from the show Summer House, Winter House. Yes, somehow. yes. You know, yeah. would love to see that. And I was disappointed that we didn't get the full story of her fibroid story. Um, fibroid affects Black women in a large number. And we didn't see you cry on your way home from the hospital. We didn't see you enter the hospital building. Like, these are moments that I think a lot of the stars in Potomac um, and again, it could be the producers or the cast. I don't know, because I tried to stay out of it. But these are the moments that we like to see. We like the craziness and the drama and all that. But in the in the middle of all those things, what we like to see is real life story happening because it affects everybody. And last but not least, I was talking to my friend Kate Casey and she brought up a very good point, Sarah. She said, have you noticed that on all these housewife shows, not one of them had, had breast cancer or had a breast cancer scare? And I said, like, wow. Oh, I never is... thought, like, if you think about, it's been in, my last calculation is it's 120 housewives. And not one had, like, um, um, an illness of that degree. And on my show, Love and Marriage Huntsville, one of my cast members has breast cancer and we're seeing her go through it. And I thought that was key. And, and it made me think, it made her think, like, are these women thinking, like, they don't want that. They want me to fight with somebody, throw a drink, or act like Brandy Glanville. <laughs> Brandy's all another thing. Um, all right, let's move on, because you did say Ashley. Ash we need Ma we need Michael Darby to, to keep Ashley. Um, all right. Yes. I love a Detroit man. You know, I'm my husband is from West Bloomfield, Michigan. My yes! mother-in-law mother went to Wayne State, although I know you didn't end up graduating from there. I, I went to Wayne State. Yes, I dropped out. I'm a college dropout, and I love it. I, you're so smart. You are way ahead of the – now every no one's going to college anymore, so you're way ahead of the trend there too. Um, but, tell, you know, Detroit produ – Michigan produces so many stars. Oh, my God. Aretha. Eminem, I mean, every, uh, Jeff Bridges. I mean, Diana you, Ross. Diana Ross. I mean, Sean Robinson, who's been on Extra for, you know, years and years. You. What is it about? Is there something about Detroit or Michigan? What's in the water there? <laughs> like, what is it? Girl, it's a water full of hustlers because, <laughs> listen, you're, you're in the Midwest and Michigan isn't like this big metropolis area, right? Like, like a Chicago, for example, where people desire to go to Chicago for vacations or a lot of tourism activities are there. Girl, that ain't happening in Michigan. So you have to really go out there and get it for yourself. And the beauty about being from Detroit or Michigan, for that matter, is the fact that you have this hustle in you, like, because we, and I'm talking about Michigan in my days. Now it's much better. But in my day, we did not have a lot of resources. And we had to create our own resources and go out and go after things that we wanted. And that's the spirit in which the Michiganders have. Kenya Moore is also somebody from Detroit, too. So it goes to show you we have the spirit of hustling. And we're going to get it when we want it, baby. Oh, my God. Detroit versus everybody. Um, yes. 
what was the moment in your life you knew you wanted to be a producer? You know what's so funny? Okay, so here I am in Detroit, Michigan. I'm one of 10 kids. I'm, I'm number five out of 10 kids that my parents had. And I was always watching television from the Cosby show to Roseanne to like a different world. Like I, I was obsessed with television. I never understood the role of a producer because in, in the 80s, 90s, the producer was never in front of the camera. Um, until Michael Gilman came along and Regis and, and, and Kathy Lee at the time. Um, so I never had a desire to be a producer. I wanted to be a, a news anchor, which <laughs> I, I went to, to Wayne that. State University, girl, my freshman year, or was it my sophomore year? I forget. I took a broadcast journalism class. And I was like, this shit is boring. Because you had to be like, my name is Carl. Yeah, and you had to like, you had to love news to be in news. And I, I, and college is good for this, at least, right? It shows you what you are good at, what you're not. I was like, I can't do news 24 seven because it's too sad, right? So long story short, it was not until my internship at The View that I got a chance to interact with the producers and say like, oh, this is, you guys make the magic happen. I never knew this world existed, right? And that was when I fell in love with, with producing. Oh. Along your the way of your career, did you ever suffer from imposter syndrome? I mean, you, you like done so much. You've been like, the view. Now you work with Oprah. I mean, I that's like one of my dreams, but I feel like I'm going to shit my pants when I meet her. Like I'm literally going to like have this embarrassing moment with she and Gail and we're at the Beverly Hills Hotel and I like go, oh, I'll be right back. And like I get up and I've shit my pants. I mean, because <laughs> like, I feel like, what am I doing here? What? Ah, who is this? Do you ever have imposter syndrome in your life? You know what? I It's not imposter syndrome that I have. It's, it's one of those things and I don't, I don't know the label for it. I sometimes pinch myself like, I can't believe this is happening. But the good thing with me though, Sarah, I always knew that I deserve to be here. Mm. And I'm going to show you guys why I'm here. And I'm gonna work twice as hard as anybody in this fucking room to be here. Like I, I, I'm I, here. So it wasn't imposter syndrome. It was always, cause I'm, I'm very spiritual. It was like, okay, God, you gave me this. I'm going to prove to the world that I deserve to be here. And being around Oprah for the first time, um, everyone has a story about the first time they met Oprah, right? And we, and everybody has the same reaction. It's like a force of nature ascends upon you, right? And I'm not even exaggerating to you, Sarah. I, she wore a red blouse. I remember the day she wore a red blouse and Sarah Frazier, I'm talking to my producers at the Harpo Studios because we were following, my job at that time was um, producing her behind the scenes special for the network, the Oprah Winfrey Network. So I saw this shadow, <laughs> not Lady Gaga's shadow from A Star Is Born. I saw a shadow girl and I was like, what is happening to my body? It was... Something came over on me and your the mood in the room shifts and that shadow became a person. I did not shit my pants, Sarah. 
but I stood in my tracks. I couldn't move. And I was like, oh. oh my gosh. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was that dramatic. But everybody I talked to since then said the same thing. No, you're right. I, I actually have met her once on a red carpet for the Kennedy Center Honors. And exactly what you described, there's, you know, I've only, I'm trying to think of another star that was like true, true. She's probably the biggest one. She and Meryl Streep was pretty star. But there's some stars, you know this, they, there is something like of another world of them. You know what I mean? It's almost like just there's this aura, there's this, and she's so grounded, you can really feel. I mean, she has like an energy with her, and so did Meryl Streep. You mean, you and I have met a ton of celebrities. Some are very nice, and they're very, like Lily Tomlin. I love Lily Tomlin, but she's like very approachable. But there's some that are like, oh, oh shit, this is like a star, star. Like, and Oprah's a star, yeah. star. Sorry, I mean, I'm not, poor Lily Tomlin. Here we go. You know, here we go. <laughs> Not talking shit on Lily Tomlin, but <laughs> Oprah's a star star, you know? What if? Yeah, no, it was, it's true, it's true, it's true. I agree with you. Being in her realm, working with OWN, what have you learned from her? The power of intention. Oh, um, that's, okay. Tell me more. I got to do this. Okay. Yeah, the power of intention in terms of what are you trying to get out of what you're producing? What is the through line in this story? Which is why I'm so passionate about other reality shows. Um, she taught me that it's not just about like, oh, I'm producing this show about X, Y, and Z. She challenges you with what's the intention? What are we trying to go after here? And that has changed my life truly. She has taught me that and she has taught me to, to just be your authentic self. Um, I, when I say to you, Sarah, I've learned so much from her, even before producing shows for her network, whereas I followed her career. I watched every single biography of her, oh, God, you know, yeah. Yeah. and, and she is everything that you read about her. She's, she's super nice, super chill. And last but not least, she, well, well, the other thing I learned from her is the fact that no matter how successful you become, always keep your feet planted on the ground, which is the translation for like remaining humble and 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 not thinking you're better than this person or or, or things like that. And she doesn't exude any of those qualities. Um, I, before we go back to some housewife things, where you know you and I are in the business of like television and producing TV, and where do you? There's so much talk right now about like the future of television, what it's going to look like, and everybody watches TikTok now. So, as somebody who's successfully put on multiple shows, I mean, where do you think the state of television is? Reality TV, you yeah, mean? yeah. Okay, that okay. Um. Look, the proof is in the pudding, right? The Robin Dixon situation really did expose how people aren't trying to live their reality anymore. And that's unfortunate. And it's something that I have to constantly fight through on my shows. Like, no, this, and, and I want to be very clear. When you join reality TV, it doesn't mean that every single thing in your life has to be put on display. And, and a lot of people don't understand that if Robin never told anybody her mom was dealing with it, we would have never known. And that's and that's and that's that's her prerogative. 
It was the fact that she decided to say it on her podcast and then ask people to pay $5 extra to get the full story. That's the part where she messed up on. So when it comes to the state of reality TV, um, we're at this very crucial place to where the audience wants more because they fell in love with the reality TV due to the organic nature of these friendships and what the 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 talent was giving us in their lives. We fell in love with Nene Lee's because she was this um, fire, you know, the Spitfire woman who had all of these this this baggage of of family issues. You saw her go to Athens to meet her father for the first time, right? Um, you saw her deal with her divorce from Greg. May he rest in peace. So I think the audience is craving more of that. So the future of reality TV is at this crucial place where I think the audience just wants more reality and less pomps and circumstance. Oh my God, I love that take because it has become this like you saw it on the Kardashians, right? It, it started out so real. You know, Kim was hawking cupcakes over here on Sunset Boulevard, right? And then it's tur- it turned into something so stupid by the end of, you know, they would toilet paper Chris's house and they would pull up. It was so fucking dumb, you know? It was like, this isn't even reality. This is so stupid. You know, this isn't their life anymore, you know? I mean, this is just all manufactured. So I love that it's almost like you're saying really take it back to really the beginning of reality TV when we had the real world and even like, you know, the Osbournes. It was so interesting to go into their house for the first time. Really make it like what it was, real, real. And it wasn't these kind of manufactured events. Yes. No, that's exactly what I'm saying. And think about it, Sarah. We loved, um, even going back to the Flavor of Love days where these women were like, I'll date Flavor of Love to see the experience. And you saw their reactions to what they were dealing with. You know, the dating shows, the, the like you said, the real world, living in a house together. Nowadays, people are using reality television as a quick way to become famous, make a buck, and do the least amount of work to do it. And that's why... One of my favorite conversations you and David had was about Bethany Frankel, because like you, I love the old Bethany who was just like self-deprecating and scrappy gave her all. Yeah. Yeah. And something happened to where it's just not that anymore. And I think that again, that's fine. Don't do reality TV anymore. Even the Kardashians who I love. I said this on my podcast. I said, Thank you, the Kardashians, for giving so much of yourselves to the show. I appreciate it. And guess what? You guys have made a gazillion dollars because of your authenticity. But I do think at this point, it's like, it may be time to just hang it up because we're not going to get what we're we're used to. And I think you have a commitment to the audience to say, we know we're not the same anymore. We wanna grow allow us to grow and we'll say, okay, then to your point, Sarah, don't show me scenes where you're TPing, just, just in the show. Uh, and now it's just, I don't even watch on Hulu. I've watched a little bit, but it's, it's just, it's a promotion. It's just a promotional thing for their, you know, clo- and I agree with you. Thank you for paving the way. My God. And you know, I mean, Brilliantly, they turned a sex tape, which we used to all think was such a negative, into a billion-dollar franchise. So how great yes. that you can turn something like that. Okay, I'm doing rapid-fire questions because um, I know how busy you are. We both are. But, um, okay, what's a, what's a reality show you wish that you had produced? Was there one that got away? 
Braxton Family Values. Do you think Lisa Renna should get her own reality show? No. <laughs> Real Housewives of New York Legacy, is it dead? Without Ramona, yes. Oh, okay. Um, and then, okay, that's it. Like, oh, oh, you know another one? Bye. I love you. Bye. No, um, no, you know the the one um I, I the one I wish that you had done. Oh my god, see here I go meddling. But you know, I really wish you'd done. Do you regret not doing a reality show with B Smith, the famous rent restaurateur's um husband and the girlfriend at the time? Oh, that would have been so juicy. Here I go starting you know shit. First of all, your shit started, and I love you for that. You know what's so funny? I used to love her. That, very, very yeah. quick. I'll be quick with the story. But funny story. One of my friends was the executive producer of The View at this time. This is like 2019, I think. And I happened to be in New York. I haven't been on The View since I interned there. She said, yeah, come visit me, whatever. She sits me in, in the good seats in the front row. And I'm like, okay, fine. Um, all of a sudden, this woman doing the doing 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 a break this woman's next to me and i'm like okay thought nothing of it all of a sudden b smith's husband comes out and talks about what's going on with b smith and the woman next to me was his girlfriend and the camera kept pointing to us i got so many messages sarah about is carlos king doing a reality show with b smith's husband because i was sitting next to his wife on the view and i'm like guys i'm not doing a show with her and when I say to you, it got so bad that Andy Cohen had to re retweet somebody because they all was throwing me shade. Like they oh, people did. were because, you know, I mean, for people that don't remember this story and obviously B. Smith had a very famous um, restaurant franchise, one being in Washington, D.C. She was legendary. One of the first women of color to do. It. I mean, just unbelievable. But she developed Alzheimer's and dementia, sadly. And her husband, who she was still married to while he was taking care of her decided to have a girlfriend uh, that kind of lived with him out in the Hamptons and you know she was this very attractive like white woman and you know they always the two of them would say well B approves and uh, people lost their shit they were like what in the it, it was bad so but but the trashy reality person in me was like oh what a show, what a show. <laughs> honey I would have watched that I would have watched that yes but you are not <laughs> You were not doing. I that. was not involved in that. No, I wasn't. I had to release a statement. It got it got bad. Um, okay, well, I love you. Come talk shit with me anytime. Um, we are of the people. Carlos King, I admire you so much. You have a brand new show coming out, Grown and Gospel, premiering March 16th on WeTV. Of course, your very huge hit podcast, Reality with the King. Anything else? Anything else? I mean, of course, Love and Marriage. You've, you've done the second successful reality show in DC. I love Ashley and Quicksilva. Oh, it's yes. so good. And that moment with her mom. I mean, it's so hard. Yeah. Like relationships with your, it's so difficult. Like trying to get that when your parents, yeah. you know, they do the best they can based on how they were raised, but it's so difficult. So I thought that was really real. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. No, so Love and Marriage DC every Saturday, um, eight o'clock, seven central on the Oprah Winfrey Network. And yes, Reality with the King podcast, where you can get your podcast. We are coming back with new episodes, February 21st. And follow me on Instagram and social media and my YouTube channel, all at, at King underscore to get all of your updates. Love you so much. Thank you for your time. Love you, boo. Oh my God. Okay, you're amazing. Um